It always helps when you remember to turn on the mic. Well, welcome to Noblesville First as we begin our series on freeing Jesus. And today we want to focus on Jesus as friend. We want to welcome our online audience. If you're watching via Facebook, please be sure to use the comment section and announce who you are so that you can connect with others that are worshiping online at the same time. Please join with me in the responsive sharing of our call to worship. Just as the heavens burst forth in praise to God, Day by day and night by night, Come celebrate with joy the love of God. Let us stand as we join together singing number 157, verses 1, 2, 3, and 5. Let us pray. Lord, we gather together on a memorable weekend, but we ask most of all that you help us to set aside our preconceptions, to hear your word, let it proclaim and speak directly to our hearts that we might see your son Jesus as you intended him to be experienced. He came to this earth long ago, but he continues to speak to our hearts and minds and to our world. So help us to set Jesus free, to come alive in ways we've never allowed him to be for us before. This is our hope and prayer on this day through Christ, who is our Lord. Amen. Oh, 
Good morning. This morning we'd like to share some concerns for those among us. For Zoe Terhune, who continues to face health challenges and is in husband John's loving care. Prayers for Pastor Mary Eileen and Don Spence for safe travel as they help move Mary Eileen's sister and brother-in-law from the West Coast all the way back to Noblesville. And we also pray for Nancy Mills, who had a mild stroke, but she is recovering at home following surgery. Pray for and remember those who lost their lives on 9-11 in 2001 and all those who have sacrificed for our country. We would also like to extend sympathies and condolences for family and friends of Clayton Fleming, who passed away yesterday. We celebrate joys for Melinda Emmert, who is at home from the hospital, and for all the people returning back to worship, and for those people to be willing to reach out to others who have yet to rejoin us. Please share your prayer concerns using the website link for prayer requests or use your Noblesville First app where there is a prayer request form also available. You can contact your pastoral care team for upcoming surgeries or pastoral needs at care at noblesvillefirst.com or the 24-7 care line at 317-773-2590. Amen. Very beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Please join me in a call to prayer, which you can find on your little uh, bulletin that you received when you came in, or on the monitors above my head. 
comforting God, we come this day to hear your words of healing and hope, knowing that your presence surrounds us here and everywhere we go. Our hearts are filled with concerns for our families, friends, neighborhoods, and world. We seek your healing mercies for each of these situations, remembering that your healing mercy is also offered to each of us. Grant us courage and strength to be your faithful disciples, for we pray in the name of our redeeming Lord. Amen. Let's take our concerns and at least one praise to God as we sit in silence together for a minute. I will then follow with a pastoral prayer, followed by saying the Lord's Prayer together. Let's pray. Mighty Father, Son Jesus, and to most Holy Spirit, we thank you for the absolutely beautiful weather in Noblesville today. The sun is shining its warmth and comfort upon us. The birds continue to sing your songs, Lord, and fall is looming, but not here with us quite yet. We can feel your holy presence with us as we worship you today. Many human faces and your creatures are smiling with contentment right now, and Holy Spirit fills our hearts with happiness at your many blessings. But not all hearts are feeling joyful today, Jesus. There are those among us and around us that are hurting, Father. Those that are sick or injured either physically, emotionally, or spiritually, and cannot feel the joy in their hearts. Lift all those in need away from their pain and despair, sweet Jesus. Pull them into your tenderness, Lord. Whisper to them a gentle lullaby and give them your divine peace. They are your friends too, Jesus. You love us and meet us all as we are and where we are, and we are grateful. But we must also try to remember to be a good friend to you too, God. Remind us to seek you, not only in our time of need, but also to praise you with a simple, thank you, Father, or I love you, Jesus, or Holy Spirit, would you like to dance with me today? And mighty God, you are always here to listen to us, our wise counselor and loving Prince of Peace. Help us to hear your voice when you speak so we can be a better friend too. Thank you for being our forever friend, God, and thank you for teaching us the Lord's Prayer that we say together now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This morning for our stewardship moment, I want to explain to you why you received a special envelope. So you can pull that up. Last year, 
we gave as a congregation over $10,000 to the Hamilton County Crop Walk. We have been a leader uh, for that initiative for many years. And of course, it went virtual last year. But we discovered something that we, we noticed between moving it around, there just seemed to be a declining interest in the crop walk on, on the part of churches. And so we decided to rethink this whole uh, event. And we gathered together the stakeholders of the food pantries throughout Hamilton County. We pulled together the people that were working to put food in the hands of hungry people in this county. And we gathered their ideas and we decided to rebrand this annual walk into the Hamilton County Hunger Walk. And the big difference will be that we are making a local emphasis. So 75% of all that is raised uh, through this event, and we hope to create some other events throughout the year, will go locally to the food pantries in this county. Matter of fact, when you donate, you go to the website, you can actually give specifically to an area, whether it's Noblesville or Sheridan, or you can make it available to any, wherever it's needed the most. And the hope is that we can re-energize that by engaging not just volunteers from churches, but also those people that are working in those food pantries. So you can make a donation, make it out to Good Samaritan Network, and you can put it in this envelope. You can mail it directly if you wish, or if you just want to put it in the offering plate or bring it back to the church office, we will make sure it gets where it needs to go. So please help us continue the food security mission that uh, Teeter's a part of and all the other uh, agencies in this county that make sure that people do not go hungry, especially the children in our county. Also want to lift up a couple other announcements. <clears throat> Getting started with the Bible had a great start this past Tuesday, but you could still jump in there if you didn't uh, have a chance to make that first event. There's four more sessions. This week, Bonnie Zitcraft is going to be leading a little session on the Old Testament. So show up Tuesday night from 6.30 to 8.00. Uh, bring a Bible or we'll provide a Bible. We hope to make you much more comfortable with that Bible uh, from now on. And we want to support our youth ministries. Their student ministries next big, big event is a bonfire at the Sexton's house on September 26th from 7 to 8.30. It's for all students, 6th through 12th grade. And we need lots of supplies. So if you'd like to help support that effort, they're uh, going to be having some more, of course. So we need the basics to go with that. But also for all the youth group events, including the Friday football nights, we need paper products and all the things that help make that possible. And if you're visiting for the first time, please be sure to check with Bonnie Zitcraft, our hospitality coordinator, and she'll get you connected to our church ministries. I invite you to pull out your connection card, and you'll find a place to register your attendance, best method of contact for you. And on the back, there's a place for prayer requests and also the places where you can serve and make a difference. I uh, want to lift up especially Joe Chimbanda's uh, team that's going to be leading the Hunger Walk on October the 3rd. We need some volunteers to hand out water, make sure people go the right directions. So please uh, uh, sign up for that if you can help in a small way on that Sunday. And also we're needing help with our Sunday morning meeting team, especially during this this hour, when we're doing two services simultaneously, it takes about three volunteers there and two here. So if you can help in any fashion on a monthly rotating basis, please let us know and we'll get you hooked up. I think the rest of the announcements you can read on your own. So at this time, let us uh, encourage those that are involved with the children's ministry. They're free to leave now at this time. And let's pray for this morning's tithes and our offerings. Lord, we're grateful thankful that we have the chance to participate in the great works that you want to do in this world. If we just listen, uh, that, that Holy Spirit is often guiding us to make a difference in somebody's life, to call on us to, to be that person, to share our gifts with others. So help us to be a part of making this world a better place, living according to the dreams that you have for it. May we be your people through our action, through our gifts, and through our hearts. Through Christ, who is our Lord, we pray. Amen.
This week's scriptures are Matthew 16, 13 through 18, and John 15, 12 through 15. From Matthew. Now when Jesus came to the area of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the human one is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. He said, And what about you? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then Jesus replied, Happy are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because no human has shown this to you. Rather, my Father, who is in heaven, has shown you. I tell you that you are Peter, and I build my church on this rock. The gates of the underworld won't be able to stand against it. And from John, this is my commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than to give up one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I don't call you servants any longer because servants don't know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends because everything I heard from my father, I have made known to you. We are thankful for the gift of scripture. Amen. I'd like to credit Diana Butler Bass for her book, Freeing Jesus, for inspiring this series and also for inspiring some of the content that I share with you this morning. She mentions in her book that nine out of ten Americans believe that Jesus existed on this earth. She also mentions that six out of ten Americans have made some kind of personal commitment to Jesus Christ. And yet, we also know that depending on the survey that you follow, only one in four or one in five actually uh, relate to a faith community on an ongoing basis. So there seems to be a disconnect there between a commitment to Jesus Christ who calls us to take up our cross and follow him and simply believing in Jesus. And I can't help but believe that part of that disconnect is that we sometimes, even in church, water down or tame Jesus so much that it loses the call that it has upon our lives. We spiritualize everything and, and kind of remove Jesus from all that. I mean, just stop and think about some of the things that Jesus says. Consider how radical they are. Remember, Jesus told us to love our enemies. He told us to turn the other cheek when we're slapped in the face. We have to choose between God and money. We're told not to worry about life's necessities. We're called to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily. There's even one passage that says that Jesus should become before family, which is hard for us to embrace as we love our children and our grandchildren. Jesus told a rich young man, go and sell all that you have and come follow me. And how often do we say, well, that refers to him and not consider the challenge it might have upon our lives. In the Beatitudes, Jesus said, blessed are the poor, the hungry, the grieved, and woe to the rich, the full, the happy. And Jesus said in Matthew 25, read that chapter and the challenge that that story provides that tells us if we ignore the poor, we will be judged. And that's just a sample of what Jesus shares. Consider the story of the Good Samaritan, where a Samaritan, a hated enemy of the Jewish people, is the hero of that story. Or how about the parable of the laborers, where the master pays the same amount of money who somebody who's worked all day, and even somebody who comes at the last hour. I mean, how is that fair to us hardworking Christians? Jesus' words are counterculture. And we often, when we tame Jesus I wonder if we do so because we get so focused on what Jesus means to us and the doctrine of who Jesus is instead of letting just Jesus speak directly to our lives and that call to follow Jesus. I think we let the doctrine and our interpretations keep Jesus at a distance. But we're not the only ones who had trouble understanding Jesus. This passage of scripture today that we just read to you comes after the disciples that have been with Jesus for some time. They've seen him perform some amazing things. 
And they've come to realize he is not just some ordinary rabbi. But there's something special. He just might be the one, the chosen, the Messiah, the one who's going to come and lead our nation to greatness. But they have to be very careful in that confession that they make because doing so puts them in the line of fire as well as Jesus to the authorities, the Jewish authorities that that ruled in between the Roman Empire and them and the Roman Empire itself. To claim Jesus as the Messiah is to put him at risk as a threat to Caesar himself. And Jesus calls that confession when he asks that penetrating question, who do you say that I am? And Peter's the only one who's got the guts to say it. And he says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. But I want you to notice something that happens here. I I think we miss this, partly because we've gotten so used to Peter's name. But remember, Jesus was known before this moment as Simon. And Simon in Hebrew means to hear, to listen. And when Jesus affirms his confession, he says, from now on, you'll be known as Peter, or in the Greek, Petros, which means rock. It's a change in identity. This isn't subtle. And that name, Peter Rock, is about action. It's about a foundation. And what that suggests to us is that if we truly embrace Christ and and confess him as our Lord and Savior, it should change something within us. It should be a change of identity, a change in lifestyle, a change in how we relate to others. And that's why I think Jesus needs to be set free. That's why we have decided to go with this series the next several weeks because I think Jesus needs unleashed so that all that Jesus is can be can speak to us, can transform us and how we live, how we see the world and how we're going to treat others. I hope that's what we can accomplish in the next few weeks. I hope that you'll see each week building upon the other. And so today our first building block is that Jesus is our friend. And Jesus is not just our friend, Jesus is the friend to everyone. Now, sometimes atheists make fun of us as having that invisible friend. I've heard others who don't like contemporary music make fun of Jesus always being heard as our boyfriend. Or even sometimes theologians say that just saying that Jesus is somebody that we hang out with misses the call that he makes upon our lives to discipleship. So those things might have some truth that ring into them, but if you look at the scriptural witness, you cannot deny that Jesus is considered our friend. In Luke 7.34, Jesus was accused of being a friend of tax collectors and sinners, and he didn't apologize for that. Jesus is in good company because Abraham and Moses were called in the Old Testament as friends of God. As a matter of fact, Moses married into the family of Raul, and that name literally means friend of God. And the whole Old Testament, the covenant, is based upon friendship, isn't it? God chooses the people of Israel as his special people, but with the expectation is out of your obedience, then you will become a blessing to others. I will bless the world, the nations of the world, through you. And even when we pray that prayer, the Lord's Prayer, each Sunday, the Aramaic word there for father is Abba, which literally means daddy or dad. So when we pray that prayer, and take note that that dad is related to the term Ahab in the Hebrew, which means friend. It's used to describe Abraham as God's friend. So literally, if you're going to translate the Lord's Prayer, we should really be saying each Sunday, our father friend, or our friend, if we're going to be true to the original languages. Well, you know, people can make fun of us who see Jesus as our friend, but let me tell you, for this person, I don't know where I would have been as a teenager without that knowledge and understanding that God relates to me as friend. 
growing up with a schizophrenic mother way out in the country on Six Points Road, a father who certainly provided for us but was not emotionally available and taught me a lot of responsibility but put me on a tractor. But let me tell you, when you're on a tractor, you're pretty much alone the whole day. And so my world was kind of isolated for a while. And for me to discover that God cares enough to be my constant companion, it literally saved my life and my sanity. Jesus is the one who I process things with. Help me think through the decisions I had to make in my life. He's the one when I got so sad to feel like there was someone there for me that truly cared. And he gave me a purpose. If you're somebody that was following my academic progress at the time, you would have seen the difference. I went from being in honor society in junior high to making D's and S my freshman and sophomore year. But when Jesus had that growing presence in my life, I began to feel purpose and goals that I had something to live for. and My grades returned to where they should have been. So Jesus is our friend is vitally important. My understanding of Jesus was not perfect. It was probably pretty shallow at that time. But it was enough for me to know that I'm not alone in this world and God had something important for me to do. And my guess is that Jesus as our friend is probably the first theology that many of us learn. What's the song we used to sing in Sunday school? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. ever outgrow that? Isn't one of our favorite hymns, one that was written in 1912 in the garden? Would you sing it with me? To the garden alone while the songs were written that range, I could be in the choir, you know. (laughs) But did you hear the theology in that? Jesus is our friend. He walks with us. And I bet if you check out the books that you read to your children when they were growing up, that there would be a lot of stories about friends, about making friends. It's one of the first virtues we instill in our children. Remember how hard we worked to get them on playdates? Have these elaborate birthday parties to make sure that they're surrounded by friends. You got them involved in sports and other activities, not just because of the activity, but because of the relationships they would experience there. I'll never forget the day that I discovered how shy my daughter Sasha was. You know, around the house, she could be very vocal. She knew how to fight for what she needed in the house. So I was really surprised when I took her to her very first softball practice. We came to the park, and the ball diamond was quite a bit of ways. And I opened the door and expected her just to jump out and run. And she just looked at me like, would you please take me over there? It was pretty touching. <laughs> but I was shocked. I hadn't seen that part of Sasha before. Well, fortunately, she outgrew her shyness. And she is probably the best friend anybody could ever have. 
I, I call her the MVP of friendships. <laughs> you see, she's got these girls she still relates to from high school and college, and they get together as like 20 strong. I, I think they've gone to over 10 weddings the last couple of years because they're at that age. You know how that goes? But Sasha understands how vital those friendships are. And I think because she is such a great friend, it's a reflection of her faith in Jesus Christ. She's always there for her friends. And that's what Jesus is for us, a friend to everyone. He was a friend of tax collectors and sinners. He welcomed little children. Diana Butler Bass says that Jesus welcomed children not because of their low status. He wasn't trying to make a point but simply because friendship in those days were so much tied up with patronage and kinship and political and moral obligation that it was so refreshing to let children who are authentic and real and genuine to come. And that's why he says to us, unless you become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Friendship with God is precious and it's sacred and it should be as genuine as children are. In 2019, at the beginning of the school year, there was a video that went viral showing two boys holding hands. Connor was a boy with autism. He was entering the second grade, going to school alone for the first time. And although the school bus trip went well, when he arrived at school, he just froze in fear. And he started to cry. He hid in a corner, unable to walk into the building. And Christian, another boy, saw Connor and went to comfort him. Let's take a look at this video that tells the rest of the story. Funny to hear America Strong and two second grade boys with a lesson for us all. Two boys on their first day of second grade Minaha Elementary School in Wichita, Kansas. Christian Moore on the right and Connor Kreitz on the left. Just moments before this photo was taken, Christian reached out for Connor's hand. He sensed Connor was overwhelmed on the first day. It turns out eight-year-old Connor is autistic. He was nonverbal until he was five. And his mother told us late today what that other little boy, Christian, saw. Christian seen him curled up in a corner, and he was crying. So all Christian did was go over and grab his hand. That simple act lit up his day. He made him so happy. And that's all I can ask for, is for someone to be open to him like that. And the two mothers side by side Christian reached out his hand, his mother proud of her son's lesson to us all. One act of kindness, you know, can change someone's life. Can change the world, that's all it takes. Two boys beginning the second grade and beginning a new conversation about the power of something small, something kind. And here's what Connor's mother told us tonight. I'm so happy that something so positive is coming from this and that my son got a friend and hopefully a friend to us. Connor and Christian. We loved it. I'm David Muir. I hope to see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. That's almost a perfect parable, isn't it? If Jesus was a videographer, he would show this video and say, pay attention. And especially in 2019, how much we need to hear that message. I mean, think about a white boy named Connor huddled in a corner and a black boy named Christian. He's even got the right name. Reaching out. To help him. And that's Jesus tenderly leading, reaching out to us as well. When we think of friendship with Jesus, imagine that hand extended. Friendship that's contingent on love and empathy. So when you connect with God in prayer, or when you're reflecting, or when you're in worship, think of Christian walking Connor into his classroom. And then remember the words that Jesus shared with his disciples in that upper room. Right before he's betrayed and sent to the cross. Would you read it with me? This is my commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than to give up one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I don't call you servants any longer. Because servants don't know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends. Because everything I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. I call you friends. 
And to the people of Jesus' day, just imagine how powerful that was. Remember, those days Caesar was considered a god, but he was a god to be feared. The Egyptians and the Persians, they had gods too. But none of those gods were friends to the regular people. Life for them was about appeasing the gods. But our God wants friendship. God reaches toward us, not as a fearsome master and judge, but a friend beckoning us to reach back. And that's the first building block of who Jesus is, the Jesus we need to set free. May we embrace that Jesus who comes to us first as our friend, the foundation of the relationship we need with Jesus who needs to become more. So may Jesus be your constant companion when the world isolates and challenges us. Let's pray. Lord, we know there's much more to learn about you, but it begins here. You are our friend. You are our companion. And because you've befriended us, it inspires us to also reach out and befriend someone else. May we live into that fully. But may that be the cornerstone of our relationship with you that it's alive and vibrant and powerful. Through Christ we do pray. Amen. I invite you to stand with me as we sing our closing hymn. No matter what challenge you may be facing in your life right now, may you be strengthened and may you have the confidence that you go with that constant communion. Jesus calls us his friends.